Hello and welcome to the Headache Doctor podcast. I'm Dr. Taves, joined by Dr. Storsbach. And on today's podcast, we are going to educate, help educate and empower, uh, further this mission of educating and empower everyone with headaches and migraines so that you can break free from a life of fear and dependence and thrive in everything you do. And on today's podcast, we're going to talk in depth, one, about what the name Novera means, because that's our clinic, is Novera Headache Center here in Colorado Springs. Uh, we're going to talk about what Novera means, and we're going to go into our mission a bit, and so that you, the listener, can understand what we're trying to accomplish through this podcast and uh, and through our clinic. And what it should do is leave you um, with sort of this like drive or passion, one, to take action in your own situation, but two, communicate these things to other people um, so that you can help us on our mission. Because we feel like there are a lot, a lot of people that need to be helped um, with this message that we are trying to put out there. And uh, yeah, we're just this this kind of tiny clinic in Colorado Springs, um, but with a big message and big visions and big missions. And, um, and we're growing and we need, we want to continue to cur- to grow and, uh, because of what we're going to talk about, be- because of these several things that are motivating us that we want to see changed, um, so that we can improve our, our situation, our healthcare situation, your personal situation, what physical therapy looks like, um, treatment for migraines, understanding migraines. So th- those are the things that we're going to hit on. Um, so let's, uh, yeah, let's just start with Novera. So Novera is actually, it's a name that I uh, came up with um, like a couple of months before opening the clinic. So it started out with Novo, and then I realized that there were too many things, too many businesses, especially in Colorado, that were um, that were named Novo. And uh, I thought that would be, there would be some conflict. And so um, I wanted to capture sort of some meaning with the name. Um, and so I combined the words Nova, which means new, with era, and uh, came up with Novera. And so the, the, the name Novera means new era. And so new era can mean several different things. And so what we're going to lay out is, is what it means for healthcare, what it means for physical therapy, what it means for treatments for migraines, understanding migraines, and then what it means for you, the person listening to this or the patient in your own personal journey and what you want to accomplish. Um, so Dr. Storzbach, let's jump into healthcare. What, what is a new era of healthcare? What are some problems we see in areas that we want to address? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot within healthcare that I think we can change. Um, and I think people and patients have really felt this over the last few decades of really becoming a super, um, like pharmaceutical and surgical based, um, healthcare system. And I really think though, deep down, at least from what we hear from our patients over and over again, is they want to get away from just masking things with some, you know, masking the symptoms and actually finding a solution to the problem. Um, really taking the time to listen to the patient, put the patient first and, um, I think one thing that we're so lucky at doing as physical therapists is we see people enough times to always get feedback and follow up with them. And I hope that within the healthcare system as a whole, that doctors can maybe do a better job at truly following up with their patients. Cause I do believe the feedback they'll get would hopefully help make them better, you know, have them make better decisions in the future. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a great point. I mean, we, 
we see people sometimes within a couple of days, sometimes even the next day, mm-hmm. uh, if they're coming from out of town. So we get um, we get that direct feedback. Uh, did our intervention help uh, with your problem? And um, but yeah, the overwhelmingly people come to see us. And just a patient this morning uh, came in, and um, her symptoms started. Her headache started four or five months ago, and. Uh, you know, the initial visit was with a primary care doctor um, that pres- who's prescribed um, a muscle relaxer. And she, I mean, it's, it's just intuitive. Like, people don't receive these prescriptions and doctors don't prescribe these uh, medications with the intent of it solving the underlying problem. Um, I don't believe that's what's communicated and I don't think that's what's received. And so most of the people we work with uh, will take these medications, understanding that if they take them, um, there's a chance they would help, but they're not going to solve the underlying problem. And uh, our, our healthcare system, the um, allopathic model that we're in, is uh, it, it's it's a bit more uh, maybe reactive, um, maybe more more chemical based, pharmaceutically based, and. Um, I was just talking with my wife, who's a nurse, about this, but the, our healthcare system seems to do a good job when it comes to like life-threatening things, um, keeping people alive. Uh, but when we, if we would define health as like quality of life and um, feeling healthy, understanding maybe nutrition, um, physical wellness, things like that, uh, oftentimes these uh, healthcare providers, to, at no fault of their own, like they're just the system's not set up um, to support that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you kind of have to, it's just like this wait and see approach. Like you just have to get really bad and then, you know, we can do surgery. Um, or, you know, if it, if it gets bad enough, then we'll prescribe a medication. Um, and, and rather than where we'll trickle, we'll, um, segue into physical therapy and what we need to see change here, but rather than physical therapists intervening at a more conservative, uh, level early on and uh, preventing whatever it is from getting to that point. Um, and so we, we want to see a push in that direction. I guess within healthcare too, we can talk a little bit about insurance, um, but insurance does drive a lot of this. I mean, reimbursements, the, the dollar signs, uh, they, they do influence how providers treat and, um, uh, whether whether it's acknowledged or not, um, and uh, not, not to uh, put blame uh, on anyone, but the insurance and how it's set up, our, our, our current system, it really does incentivize. Um, I mean, we have patients come to see us that are on great insurance plans uh, that have had migraines for a couple decades, and they will, uh, the insurance will reimburse them for an MRI. It'll reimburse them for Botox every three months. It'll reimburse them for neurology visits, and they would have done that for several years. And they come to see us you know, for six weeks and the insurance company and they get better. Right. And the insurance company kind of box at that. Um, and so there, there's some disconnect there. Um, and insurance companies are really driving how you, the, the consumer picks your healthcare provider. And it's also driving, um, how the provider treats, which I think is a good segue into physical therapy because how has that impacted PT? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I love how you initially kind of talked about making PT. Um, I, I just believe that as physical therapists, we should kind of be one of the go-tos for a lot of any musculoskeletal issue. Like we should be the top of the list and, and honestly, thank goodness we're mostly direct access in most states, meaning people can come to see us first when they have a musculoskeletal problem versus having to go see their doctor and have a prescription written. In Colorado, we're very lucky that we don't have to have a doctor sign off. People can just walk in our door, which is amazing. Making that easy for people, I think, is important. Um, And then also having physical therapy, like you said, be more proactive. We're such a reactive community. And yes, after surgery, after injuries, after strokes, PTs are amazing. And that is when we can really step up. But there is a whole, uh, you know, market out there of people that are trying to actually just have good health earlier on in their life and fix things early. So it sets them up for a better quality of life down the road. And PTs are the perfect people to walk them with in that process. Yeah. Yeah, and in regards to um, physical therapy, one of the things, one of the barriers we have as a profession is getting outside of this label of like physical therapy, almost as if you were talking about like, oh, I had surgery or, oh, I took that medication. Oh, I had physical therapy. So um, physical therapy as a profession, um, the way we see that, if someone were to tell us that or say that, because they say it all the time. It's kind of like saying, oh, I tried dentistry. Oh, I tried medicine. Um, and it's it's just this overarching, um, I mean, it's a whole profession. Um, it's like saying I tried engineer, like I, I, have a, I have an idea and I tried an engineer, so all of engineering failed me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we hear that someone has tried physical therapy, um, and I think it's, I think it's just how physical therapy has been utilized in the past as a specific tool that meant like exercises that were prescribed by a professional. Um, and like those exercises probably looked pretty similar from provider to provider. But, um, in the past couple decades, we've, we've become so autonomous, um, get, getting to this doctorate level, direct access that it like it, it means something completely different. And so, um, one of the things that we have to get people out of the mindset of is, uh, this, this saying, you know, I tried physical therapy. Um, think of it like saying I tried dentistry or I tried medicine. Like it just doesn't, um, maybe there are situations where, where that would make sense to say, but overwhelmingly, like if you try to see a provider, uh, like a neurologist, and they aren't as helpful. Usually you try a different neurologist or if you went to a dentist and you didn't like them or you want a second opinion, you go to a different dentist. And so that's what we would love to see within our own profession change, um, more from like the consumer interacting with physical therapists, um, because physical therapists will treat very differently. So having neck, a neck problem will stay in this, in this neck issue realm. Cause that's our expertise. Um, that can look completely different depending on where you go. Um, and so it's, it's very, very important that we do not um, put the label of I've seen physical therapy in this realm of headaches and migraines uh, because that would prevent people from, well, I guess coming to see us or working with us. And uh, that, that would uh, oftentimes be a shame because we, we could have improved their situation. Um, and then other, other physical therapy, whether it's, you know, heavily exercise interventions relying on exercise. Um, maybe there's a little bit of hands-on, 
but physical therapists in general are going to be uh, not as comfortable working on the neck. And uh, so in, in this headache and migraine zone, this is um, an area that we feel physical therapists need more education on, more continuing education uh, to really have a more robust, like being able to say to you, the listener, just go find your physical therapist down the street and having a better chance of them truly being able to help you. Right now, it's kind of the opposite, which is unfortunate, but that's one of the the things we want to see change within uh, physical therapy. Um, what Maybe describe like a typical physical therapy setup and then maybe a little bit about what we do. Yeah, a lot of times people will go to a PT um, clinic that is more open and they'll see several people at once and they'll kind of walk in the door and they might go, okay, let's do these exercises and they'll put them on a table and then they'll walk to another person and then they'll tell them to do an exercise and they kind of bounce around. A lot of times they can use like heat and ice. They can have you warm up on a bike to get the blood flowing. And a lot of times they won't put their hands on you very much. Um, They might use other modalities like a TENS unit where they put on some electric pads to help with the pain or ultrasound. And um, definitely some of those things to me are very outdated and um, also make it easier for them to see many people in an hour. Therefore, they're billing insurance more, um, to be just perfectly blunt. And uh, it's it's not in the best interest of the patient. Um, And a lot of times when people have that experience, they walk out and go, I don't want to do that again, and I don't blame them. Um, What I love about what we do is it is just us having one-on-one time with the patient every time Um, and we do almost all hands-on work. There's a lot of controversy out there with physical therapists and manual therapy, Um, but definitely from what I've seen in my practice and definitely this practice is the hands-on work is invaluable, and understanding how to do that well and treat this neck issue um, well with our hands. And, of course, we can use other tools like dry needling, Um, other things. And we do believe in exercise, but we also believe that that's your end of the bargain, that we need to teach you well, make sure you're doing them right. And then that's actually your end of when you go home between sessions to keep things moving, to maintain what we've gained in that session manually, and then you get to come back. Um, I think it's a disservice to only do exercise with a patient. And so that's definitely what can make us different. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, And even... And there, there's just so much more. I mean, it's like we we have such a hard time um, just being sort of limited to describing with our words the difference mm-hmm. um, because we, we have people all the time that have gone to very good clinics and we still feel um, confident and comfortable saying like you still need to, to just – uh, work with us. Um, and I think a lot of that comes down to the repetition that, and the experience that we've been able to have, mm-hmm. uh, with just the volume, uh, of headache and migraine patients that we see, um, and the nuances and, you know, those challenging cases, you learn things. And, um, and so we, we feel like that's truly to our advantage. Um, and, uh, so talking about our mission, uh, this, this sounds like we're promoting ourselves, which in a sense we are, because we feel like it'll help you. But, um, also we're like in the future, we, we want physical therapy. Um, like I said, like down the street, we want that physical therapist to know how to do this stuff. And so it's, you know, whatever that means, eventually, um, uh, you know, having courses or education platforms, um, and, or, you know, replicating this sort of, 
of models so that uh, physical therapy can work its way up in the ranks to uh, a prominent treatment approach for people with headaches and migraines. And, uh, and, and so that's, that's the new era of physical therapy that we're looking for. Um, more of an individualized one-on-one, um, approach that, that really helps. And maybe, maybe a little bit more in like to a specialized realm rather than just thinking of physical therapy as, as a general treatment. And then, uh, let's segue into like treatment for migraines. So what's a new era for what migraine treatment looks like? Yeah, I, um, I definitely think again, the hands-on, uh, treatment is key, uh, treating that upper neck. We keep talking about this over and over again, but understanding how the joints work in the upper neck between the head and C1 and between C1 and C2 and all the compensations that can go along with that, really understanding that, um, and making sure that, yeah, we're kind of front line because I just, every day, all I can think is, man, if I would have gotten to this person sooner, we could have saved a lot of time and money and hassle and pain. Um, and so I just, I just really hope we can get to people sooner in their journeys rather than later. Um, and well, and for, as far as treatment, like I said before, we definitely want to look at the trigger point areas, um, specifically that can refer pain elsewhere than to where you're just pressing. And we do that with our hands, with dry needling, um, and other tools if we need to. So, yeah. 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 Treatment for migraines. I mean, we want to see it shift from what is almost exclusively a medication approach to, um, medication being like a back pocket. We will, we will use that if needed. And it would, I would probably say if we can get to people early enough, it's probably 80, 90% of people with, with headaches and migraines that likely wouldn't have to even trial medication if we could get them in the clinic within like a month of their symptoms starting. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't usually have that luxury. It's, it's typically, you know, a decade goes by and they've tried every medication under the sun. And then they just, they've done a deep dive search on a Saturday morning to figure out if there's anything else out there. And then we pop up. I mean, it's just like, we're, we're like buried. We feel like we're just trying to, you know, make our, our voices heard amongst like a huge crowd of people that, that are all pushing medication, I guess. Um, and when I say pushing medication, it, um, it's not as if, um, it's a approach that, I mean, their providers are trying to help, right? It's just the tool that they have. And that tool that they have, I think is, is sort of misplaced in the process. And so, uh, treatment for migraines should be conservative. And this is true for well, pretty much anything. Like we should look at the conservative options first. Um, and then once those are exhausted, then add on, um, symptom management, because that's really what it is, is symptom management. Um, and so if we, if we start, if we begin and in the middle and end with symptom management, nothing else is, um, added in to that picture, uh, then that's a problem. And that's how people go decades and uh, a lifetime of never truly finding any relief. They're just sort of like, um, you know, they're, symptoms will wax and wane and they'll walk around with their medication in their purse, um, never knowing when their next migraine is going to hit. Um, and so that's, that's where the educate and empower everyone with headaches, migraines to break free from a life of fear. That's fear of your next migraine. Um, that's providing with a treatment approach that doesn't, uh, just leave you feeling hopeless or like you have a disease, um, which will segue into understanding migraines. So this is something else we want people in a new era, um, to understand migraines differently than, than how they understand them now. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what does that mean? 
Yeah, like you said, uh, we need to shift away from the disease model framework, basically. A lot of people will come in and they think they've gotten this diagnosis that will be with them forever. And again, it's only symptom management at this point. And we need to start understanding headaches and migraines. Majority, almost all of them are a musculoskeletal issue that does have a solution. And bring hope back to these people and realize that with proper treatment and some time and consistency and a few things on their end every day to keep their neck moving, they really can break free from headaches and migraines. And we need to switch that from a disease model because I do not believe it's a disease. Right. Right. So we would love, so in an ideal world, we would love for people to, well, we'd love for no one to have headaches or migraines, but when the person has head or facial pain of any type that could be even with like uh, an aura or um, maybe numbness and tingling maybe get nauseous vomiting um, we would love when you access the healthcare system or even just on your own that you are aware enough that your neck can cause these symptoms that you jump to I need my neck to get work done and um, it's it's almost like having knee pain and thinking oh I, I need I need to get my knee checked out um, head and facial pain should, I mean, it should be, uh, that closely tied. It's like, Oh, I, I need to get my neck looked at. The problem is it's, is it's almost never looked at. I mean, the, the neck is neglected, um, almost altogether. And, uh, so there's a small percentage of people that find that out on their own or that intuitively think that. And that's why I like our social media pages, um, do well or um, this podcast as well, because people are longing and searching for like, I need validation that this is a neck problem and uh, they're not finding it. And then, you know, they find a headache podcast and they listen to it and it's like, oh, this guy, like he's saying things that I, um, I was wanting a provider to say or, or at least acknowledge. Um, and so we hope you feel validated as we continue on our mission. And the last era, the new era is uh, really a, your personal journey. So People that have headaches and migraines will uh, lose valuable time with family, with friends, at work, um, social outings, even just like hobbies that you'd like to partake in, exercise, things like that. Um, Migraines will strip you from those things. And so we want Novera, New Era, to be for you and your own personal journey and feeling freed up to live your life, have a better quality of life not feel like you're constantly on edge of when is my next migraine going to hit, um, not having to rely on medication. Um, we, we want you to experience that in your life because it can be uh, a pretty depressing thing to not have any hope. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think hope is the key here. Um, and we, and what I love about what we do is we see it every day. Like we get to come into work every day and see the change in people. Like I get to see people go back to work and after they've been off work because of their headaches, I see people go back to their fun outdoor activity they haven't done, or I mean, anything they love journaling, like there's things people just cut out of their life because of their headaches. And then it's so cool to watch it all come back. Yeah. Yeah. It is fun. So that's, um, that's, that's Novera, new era. Um, and, and that's our mission we're on to educate and empower everyone with headaches and migraines so you can break free from that life of fear of your next headache or migraine and dependence on medication. So um, if you get excited about that mission and you want to help us, there's three things that we need right now. Um, We 
we need you to uh, share your story or share this message um, with someone else. Just tell them about the podcast, um, educate them on what you've learned from us. Um, maybe uh, validate that their neck could be the issue, just like maybe we validated it with you. Um, encourage them to try seeing a physical therapist um, or, or someone that can evaluate the neck. Um, and then, of course, reach out to us. That's number one. Number two, a uh, little bit more practical note for us right now um, is we are looking to hire. We, we're growing, um, and we need physical therapists that are excited about this and that can get behind this mission. Um, we love what we do, and uh, we feel like it's, yeah, it, it, like we've created an environment and a job that, uh, I mean, it's just kind of fun to be here and be a part of these people's journeys. Um, and if you listen to our podcast and you know of a physical therapist that might be excited about this, or if you're a physical therapist that listens, that wants to be a part of our team, we'd love for you to reach out. Um, you can just email Bria, uh, hello at NoveraHeadacheCenter.com, um, and we can get the conversation started. Uh, the other thing we need is as, as we continue to go down this road of accomplishing this mission, um, we need people that can help us share our story. And that means through like, uh, through words, through branding, through advertising, uh, through marketing efforts. Um, and I'm, I'm okay at that, a professional, um, someone who understands, um, how to communicate effectively so that we can overcome the, uh, you know, the, the big pharmaceutical companies that have all the money in the world. Um, we're very motivated by our mission, um, because we feel like we have a better product than that. So if you have a background in, in that area and, uh, want to help us out and potentially be a part of our team or, um, uh, be a consultant for us, we'd love to hear from you as well. So again, just email hello at NoveraHeadacheCenter.com and uh, we'd love to get the conversation started. We appreciate all of our listeners as uh, the podcast continues to grow and uh, we as a clinic here in Colorado Springs continue to grow. Reach out to us if you have any questions, uh, different topics you want us to talk about. Uh, and as always, uh, we want to educate and empower you um, to break free from a life of fear and dependence and thrive in everything you do. Thanks for listening.